Welcome to Sister Speak After Show, where we discuss various television shows from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister Kay. And I'm Sister Elmarie. And welcome to episode one. Let's get started. Welcome, Elmarie. Hello there. We are here for our very first episode of the Sister Speak After Show podcast. And what we've decided to, uh, we decided to create this podcast to catch all of the other TV shows or topics that we want to talk about without having to single them out one by one. Yes. So we thought this would be a good way to kind of encompass everything else we might ever want to talk about in the future and um, not make everyone have to get individual feeds and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I am excited that our first topic of conversation is going to be scandal. Scandal. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. So we are assuming, well, we can kind of do a little recap if we want of seasons one and two, and then we can get into the meat of the first two episodes of Scandal and um, then go from there. And then as we, we, we're not sure if we're going to do this on a weekly basis or if it's going to be a little bit longer than that, just depending on the schedules. Um, but um, each episode could be about Scandal or it could be about something else. It's just going to be our one place to, to throw all of our other, all of the other things we need to get off our chest about our favorite shows. Yes. So where do we want to begin? Well, first of all, if you are not on the scandal bandwagon. Oh, yes. There's a problem. You have issues. You, you have to correct this. You have to start watching. I do you believe it's on, is it on Netflix? I believe that it it's is. on. Yes, it's on Netflix now, which is um, it's got every single episode from season one and two. Yes, on Netflix. And right now, um, it, there's only been two episodes of season three. Season three, so it still should be on demand. It is. Yes. So, but there's only I think uh, when I look there's yeah there's 29 total episodes from season one and two because the first season was short. Okay. There's only like a mid-season replacement. And so that season's only about seven episodes, and the second season's about 22 or so. Now, that may seem like a lot because the episodes are an hour long. However, I promise, we promise, once you start watching, you will be hooked. You cannot stop. You can't. You And if you do, there's something wrong. I know someone who recently started watching before season three started. So it was during their off season and she caught like the first three episodes and just on. I believe it took her like two and a half weeks, but she watched all of season one and two. <laughs> yeah. Obsessed. It will have you on the edge of your seat. Yes. Yes, it will. All I can remember, not all, because there's so much to remember from the first season. But I remember watching the first season, the first episode, thinking, okay, I hope this is good. We've got a main character who is a woman and a black woman on top of that. And I didn't even realize at the time, I don't think, that the premise was that she was having an affair with the president. 
I don't think I knew that when I started watching it. I think we had maybe an inkling that there was interest between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, because it started out, she was helping him with his presidential campaign. And it seemed like their very first impression of each other and interaction with each other, it was already intense. They well, had you, chemistry from day one. Day one, yes. But, you know, the first episode, you didn't see that. The very first episode of the show was um, the Amanda Tanner scandal. And Olivia, so you knew she had a relationship with the White House, and you just didn't realize how. You know, she was trying to help this scandal, help uh, this help maintain the scandal that was happening, but you didn't really get a sense for the whole relationship until further in that, ep- that first episode. And I was hooked after like really after 15 minutes, <laughs> but once you really got a handle of the whole dynamic between her and Cyrus and mm-hmm. her and Fitz, mm-hmm. and even I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the best show ever. ever. And ever. I don't know. I was afraid in the beginning that, it wouldn't be too realistic only because like we watch other um, Shonda Rhimes show. Like I watch Grey's Anatomy and some of the things that happen, it's like, okay, this would never happen in real life. But so far it seems like the scandals, they could all really happen. I feel like that's true. And you know, I used to watch Grey's way back in the beginning. I don't watch it now Mm -hmm. except for the, five minutes before scandal comes on. Um, (laughs) I think though, those medical shows like that, they have to, I mean, what they have to have these really weird out of the box Mm -hmm. medical issues, cases come up to make it interesting and to make it to where these people have to interact. This show is totally different because they're in Washington political arena and all this shit can be taken from real life. Yes, it can real instances, real things. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so interesting. And it really makes me wonder because it is modeled after a real person, Olivia Pope's character. Mm-hmm. It really makes you wonder like what scandals have been fixed in real life that we have no idea about. Yes. <laughs> I know. Doesn't it though? It does. So interesting. You know that happens. It has to. And now that, you know, social media is so prevalent and every, you know, mm-hmm. um, paparazzi are digging up dirt, reporters and everything. We know that it happens because we see these people having some kind of scandalous thing happen and they end up on the other side of it even right. more popular and better than they were. So you know that there's somebody behind the scenes saying, okay, mm-hmm. this is what you need to do. This is how you can get around this. Yes. And people will forget eventually mm-hmm. and move on. And Right. Yeah. I just find that so interesting. The writing is so good. It's, oh, it's perfect. Perfect. One of my favorite episodes from the first season, though, was mm-hmm. the campaign trail episode where we get the flashback. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> And who knew Tony Goldwyn would turn into such a fox? See, I, this is my first time really watching something with Tony Goldwyn. 
Well, the only thing I really remembered him from was Ghost, which is, you know, mm-hmm. I think everyone did. But in Ghost, he was this weaselly fool, and I was like, oh, hell no. But he did not – he was cute, of course, but he wasn't like – he. it was still like he was a baby in that movie when you look back at it now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He just looks like more filled out. He's more mature. He, Something is sexy about his ass now that sexy. wasn't – Yes. Yes. He is. He is. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry they have together Ugh. off the charts. I know. That episode, I loved it. And wasn't that the one where we get the one minute? The one minute? Yes, where he would say they were, he was, you know, he, she knew from the very beginning, though, that he liked her. Yeah. That's why he wanted to fire her yeah. at first. But then um, on this episode or one of them in season one, when he took her out into the hallway from the campaign room Mm -hmm. and she's like, look, we don't have time for this. He's like, just give me one minute. Yeah. And that will, I don't want to be me and I don't want Mm -hmm. you to be you. Let's Mm -hmm. just sit here in silence for one minute. And for one minute, they just looked at each other in the hallway. No. I (laughs) I just (laughs) love that. And then they went back. So then um, the episode where, yeah, this was the same episode because they didn't realize they were being recorded right. in the hotel room. Right. <laughs> and she listened to the tape. She's like, oh, my gosh. He was at her house. Yeah. And he said, just sit with me for one minute. Oh, I love that. The things that he says to Olivia, like little small things, like one minute or a high, a simple high. Yes. It just, oh, and it totally, and I know I, there are a ton of people who have said on Twitter and other places, mm-hmm. I cannot stand Olivia Pope. She is the other woman mistress and she is not respecting the marriage I know. and I cannot support that. I'm like, look, y'all, first of all, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Get out of your film. Get over it. Soap operas. For years, that was the basis of soap operas. All the time. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're condoning it in real life. Some people just take it too far. They take it too far. Yeah, because they're calling her homewrecker. Yes. Side chick. I mean, (laughs) seriously? Side piece. Yeah. I know. So first of all, that's what I have to say. It's a TV show, first of all. And just and if you like Fitz and Olivia, does not mean that you like mistresses across the world, okay? Thank you. In this show, I like it. I like them together. At times I get annoyed, but, you know, I, at the, the end of the day. Part, I love yes, together. I like it. Yes, I do too. Yeah. So... Oh, that that was, I think, my favorite episode of, of the first season. And then we get into season two, which I just love because I we would I knew we were going to get more than just those little bitty seven episodes. See, it seemed like it took I'm, forever for season two. Mm-hmm. See, season two, it's like really the meat of yes. series. We learn so much more about the other characters, the other um, associates. associates of Olivia Pope and Associates. Yes. And their backstories, like season two, I swear, Scandal is the type of show I will watch and I have to watch live. Like, I love DVR. I love the fact that I can record shows and watch them at my leisure and skip commercials. 
Yes. But Scandal is that one show I have to watch live. I do too. I have to watch live. Or else it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. And I welcome those little commercial breaks because I can breathe. I have to catch my breath. <laughs> That is so true. That is a good way to put it. So true. Because you cannot breathe while you're watching this. I know. Like, you're really on the edge of your chair or a couch. And then, I don't watch Scandal. Do you make it, like, an event? Like, about five minutes before the show comes on, like, I get my glass of wine. I'll get a snack. (laughs) Like, I really set everything up so I don't have to move. Yeah. I turn my phone on mute, like I turn the ringer off, or put it on do not disturb mode. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't want any phone calls coming through. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Although I never usually have phone calls. I think everyone else that I know watches Scandal, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then, someone will forget Scandal is on. And then, so I'm like, you know what? Just gonna turn the ringer off. Ringer off. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, season two we find out more about the associates. And do you have a favorite? Oh, of course. I Huck. think I I knew it. Huck. I knew it. I need a huck, huck. in my life. I need a huck in my life. Hello. Oh. I need somebody who can go whip somebody's ass for me. On demand. On site. On demand. Yes. <laughs> this is look. I need a look where I just look at. Look at Huck and go, mm, take care of it for me, please, yeah. Huck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need the clean I need the clean shaven Huck though. I don't want the homeless Huck. No, the homeless Huck makes me itch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? We didn't talk about first season. Sorry to go back. What happened to Simon? You know what? He was the English speaking Yes, he was on Lost. And I like him. I did too. I loved his character. I loved his character. This is the thing about Shonda Rhimes, though, that I think is great. Mm -hmm. She reminds me, well, in a different way, uh, a lot of Joss Whedon, who I love, Mm -hmm. because he can write and she can write relationships between people so well that (laughs) at immediate viewing, you fall in love with them and fall in love with their relationships with each other. Yes. And so the very first season, I love the dynamic between Olivia, mm-hmm. Simon, and all the other associates. And I was really intrigued to find out how do they ever come together? How do they all meet? How do they end up in this group together? Mm-hmm. Which, they, which they, I think, smartly decided not to show in the first season because it really got you interested to keep watching to find out little and they would give us little tidbits here and there well yeah because by then you're already so invested in the show and you have your own theories on how they met and what their backstories are you have no choice but to keep watching so it was very Mm -hmm. smart on the writer's part to keep very yeah to keep that hidden for a while but i still to this day i want to know what happened to him now i'm assuming he had the actor had another commitment or something to do he said because i went on wikipedia no not wikipedia imdb 
Mm-hmm. And he's in like some movies and a couple other shows. So he's still working. But I always thought he would come back, especially because for a while, Olivia would not let anyone occupy his office. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So I don't know, I'm still kind of holding out hope that he comes back and makes an appearance or something. I was thinking that too. I hope so. I was thinking that, you know what, he's. He's bam, or was it not Simon? Was his name Stephen or Simon? I think it was Stephen. Stephen. Sorry, I was saying Simon. It's Stephen. Um, but I feel like he needs to come back too. He does add an extra element, and I wonder if he's like regrets not continuing on with Scandal. I know because the show is so much bigger than it was when he was on in season one, and I wonder yeah. if he's like, eh, I shouldn't have jumped ship too quickly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I bet he's thinking, shit, why did uh-huh. I do that? <laughs> why? Okay, sorry. Back to season two. So, yeah, in season two, we got so much information about, but still not enough, but we got a lot of information about all the other associates here and there. Yeah. And I just love, my favorite episodes were always the ones with Huck featured. Me too. Ever and getting getting his background. Ugh. He's just so tortured. He is. He's a tortured soul. And Huck has been through so much in his lifetime. Like, that shows how much of a strong person he is. Mm -hmm. I would have been just laid in the middle of the train track and said, (laughs) Jesus, take me now. Mm -hmm. Oh, Huck. I still think there's some issues he, and we do see that later on. That there is, I mean, Ooh, he has his moments and his issues. Oh, yes, Those he suffers. does. Yeah. I don't know. Just when, like, Olivia, uh, but when Olivia would be talking to the president, he would just walk up on her, which he always does. Oh. And I think they do that on purpose to kind of yeah. highlight his intensity with her. Mm-hmm. And it works. He would just, yes, it works. And he would just walk up on her and just grab her. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I guess we should get into episode one of season three because we could talk about one of seasons one and two forever. Okay. <sighs> well, Where to begin? The fin- season one, uh, episode one of season three picks up exactly where the finale of season two left off. So she's yeah. she broke it off with Fitz. He's going to run again with Melly, his wife by his side, the first lady. Mm-hmm. So she puts on her little jogging suit, her headphone. She's just going out for a jog. She seems really happy, free, relieved. Steps outside her door, and it's media frenzy. Paparazzi palooza. All up in her grill. All up in. And 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 they're asking her questions about when did you start your affair with the president? Da, 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 the president. Yes, cover has been blown. Cover blown. So you see a couple guys kind of whisk her away, and I think immediately it's Huck to the rescue. Oh really? I didn't. You didn't? I didn't know who they were, but I didn't think it was Huck. I see. I didn't know the who rest- they were, but I figured. I just, I don't know, I just automatically figured it was Huck, because he's always there to save her. 
Mm-hmm. So I just figured it was a Huck and, I don't know, some other guys, but working with Huck. But no, they put her in this limo, and we see Rowan. Rowan, who in the last, in season two, mm-hmm. we didn't know who the hell Rowan was. I kept thinking he's the head of some black ops clandestine operation but we don't know why we don't know who where mm-hmm. what when and he's he's got um seems like he's got his hands in everybody's pot everybody and he knows everything that's going on yes and we originally thought well at least i did that jake ballard we didn't talk about yet but mm-hmm. that he was sent by rowan and then later in the season, we find out that Jake and the president have something going and that really yeah. the president had Jake um, spying on her. But really, it was a dual purpose thing. He had Jake spying on her, but also Rowan had Jake spying on her. Right. Right. Now, it kind of when you think back now, you and they didn't bring this up on the first two episodes, but my thought or question would have been to Daddy Pope, I call him Daddy Pope, <laughs> um, would be, did you, did he send Jake to break her and the president up? Because he knew this shit was going on even way before this. Well, we do know that he's behind Jake even coming into the picture, but you mean that that should have been Olivia's first question to Daddy Pope? Yeah. Okay. Not, no, maybe not the first question, but I I think I would have asked, did you do that on purpose? Did you send him to me on purpose? Mm-hmm. It's just weird because the president was using Jake and Rowan was using Jake. Yeah. And so it's a weird. And that Jake pretty much had his own agenda. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he fell for her. So then he ended up having another agenda. Yeah. But yeah, she gets in the limo and it's Daddy Pope. Well, it's Rowan. Rowan. And so at first we're like, what's he doing? Right. Dad? She says, Dad? And then mind blown. That's the end of freaking season two. I remember watching that going, what the fuck? It cannot end like that. Okay. We have been in agony. Agony. And confusion. Confusion from, from that season two finale in May until October third. <laughs> <laughs> five months. Yes, and it was a long <gasps> five months. So I am really happy it picked up like right there. Yes, I am too. I am too. Yeah. Ooh, my goodness. So, Daddy Pope ain't no joke. Oh no. He, but you know what? I love, and I can't think of the man's name now. I'm so sorry. The dad, the daddy's um, character. I just had it in my mind, too. It just left my mind. Um, Rowan? Yeah, Rowan. Okay. His real, his, uh, the, the guy playing Rowan. Mm-hmm. But Daddy Pope acted just like a daddy would act. Oh, absolutely. Just like a man would act. He was pissed. He was letting her have it. He, although read it was hard, her read her up, Ooh. down, sideways, and upside down. Yes, he did. He did. You open your leg mm. to him. 
you're not special and you are not rare. This happens every day in Washington. And didn't I teach you better than that? Yes. He says, do you know how many times have I told you that you have to be what? And that's another thing that a real dad would do. Make you repeat what he told you. (laughs) You have to repeat it and you better repeat it verbatim. Yeah, right. Repeat it right. And then instead of letting, as soon as she said it, he's like, okay, I'll say it again for you and say it even better. You know, (laughs) I want you to repeat what I told you. And then as soon as you do, so that I know that you understood what I was talking about, I'm going to take back over and read you some more. Yep. (laughs) Yes, he did. You have to be twice as good as them to get half of what they have. Half of what they have. Mm. How many times as a little girl have you heard that? Oh, can't even count. All the time. All the time, especially a little black girl. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that is the that is in the black daddy manual. For <laughs> <laughs> you to give your little girl this and boy. And boy. Oh, it's the black mama and daddy yes, manual. It is. Yes, and and your black grandma (laughs) and your black aunties and your black uncle. It's in the black family handbook when you have a child. Yeah, I think it is. Mm -hmm. It really (laughs) and maybe it's in other households, too. I don't know, but I know for sure it is in the black household. It really is. You have to be twice as good as them to get half of what they have. Mm. And then he says, I thought, he says, you sh- you know better. You should have aimed higher. Right. And he's he like, says, Secretary of State, prime, he, what was it? The um, secretary, he said like several different things. But but first, first lady? Lady? Sneered it like. And the, the way he said first lady, I thought he would turn around and hawk a spit. I know. Like, <laughs> how dare you settle for the yeah. bottom of the barrel first lady position? And do you have to be so mediocre? Mm. Bam! At that point, you know how when you're about to cry, if you're getting reprimanded, mm-hmm. and you get that little filling in your throat? <laughs> <laughs> I yes. fall for Olivia at that moment, because I know she probably just wants to burst into tears. Burst. Burst into tears. Yeah. So he wants to, like, get her out of this situation. So he's pretty much demanding that she get on a plane and just escape. Just be unseen, unheard of for about eight months. Yes. Until this blows over. Which, like, seriously, come on. We knew that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. No. No. Not going to happen. And wait, he says, and and she says, but what if I don't want to go? Yeah. And I loved when he said, oh, you will go. Come hell or high water. Mm. And make no mistake, I am the hell and high high water. water. Yes, he Oh, my gosh. I love that. Another saying that's just well known. I am the hell and the high water. And the high water. Joe Morton. His name is Joe Morton. Yes. Well, honey, Joe Morton needs to win an Oscar just for that. 
Okay. Because that was real deal, daddy, what he uh, uh, your parent would say to you. And wait, not only the words he was saying, but the way he was saying it. Oh. And yes. you see how pissed he was. His whole body was like. I, you could you, feel I mean, the tension in his yes. body. He felt, he was working his neck. Ooh, those he was like got to pop. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I loved it. I was like, go, daddy, folks. You is not one to fuck with. <laughs> daddy Pope was pissed. See, I remember him. Did you used to watch A Different World? I did. I think. Was he on A Different World? Oh, my goodness, Sister Kay. He is Byron. He's the one who was marrying Whitley Gilbert. And Whitley left him at the altar for Dwayne Wayne. Oh, I don't think I watched it. I yeah. Watched it. Yeah. Oh, I remember him from mostly, I remember him from the one Terminator movie. Okay. He was. He got killed mm-hmm. in the movie. But this, he, oh my, he's acting his ass off. He is acting his ass off. I mean, he was freaky scary in season two, but this is even better. It is even better. Uh, ooh, and I don't want to go there yet, but okay. So, and it's I, I can I, I have some theories about how he why he's so upset and stuff. But oh. um, okay. So he tells her to get on the plane. She gets on the plane and she calls Cyrus to say goodbye on the way. Mm-hmm. I guess he's getting ready to taxi down the runway. And Cyrus is like, "Oh hell no! You need to get off that plane. Yeah. You are not going anywhere." Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, because I know what y'all are going to do. Y'all are going to burn me, and I'm not going to have all that. Mm-hmm. Basically, she was saying what her daddy was saying. Yeah. She was, like, in this reprimanded little girl daddy zone. Yep. She was. She wasn't thinking for herself yet. No. Her daddy Pope got in her brain. He did. He really did. Mm-hmm. And so Cyrus is like, no, you cannot do this, because if you do, if you just disappear... Fitz is going to think that I had you killed Mm -hmm. and that I will not be able to, he will not trust me anymore, which he already already doesn't trust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was still protesting. And did you find it interesting that Cyrus, how he got her, did you realize he used Fitz to get her? Mm -hmm. Because he knows that's what's going to work. Yep. He's like, look, Olivia, I cannot help him Mm -hmm. if you do this. And I want to help him. Right. I don't want him to fail. So, of course, she changes her mind. Of course. For love, because she doesn't want him to fail either. Mm-hmm. And Fitz really would have believed that Cyrus made her yeah. disappear. Yes, he would have. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, totally. pulling the Fitz card worked. Yes, it did. She gets off the plane. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting about this, when she gets off and tells Daddy Pope, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, the White House is going to destroy you. Yeah. What did you think she meant when she said, that's what mom used to tell me about you? Well, I figured, I guess growing up, she probably didn't, obviously she didn't know exactly what her dad did for a living, but something to do with the White House. And I probably just imagine that growing up, her, say if they got into an argument or anything, that her mom would always say something like, the White House is going to ruin you. Mm. So that's... But he didn't work for the White House. He worked for the Smithsonian. 
True. But but I took it to me the mother probably maybe found out what he really does. What I took it to mean though is that the mother was saying he will destroy Olivia. That the not will destroy Olivia. No, that he would. The dad. Because mm. she he says the White House will destroy you, and she's like, "Well, that's funny. That's what mom used to tell me about you, that you would destroy me." Is what oh. I took it to mean. That's what I took it to mean, but maybe it did mean something else. Well, why would the mom think that Daddy well, Pope I, would destroy her? That's what I'm saying. That's what I. That's what I'm confused. You that's what on, I want to know. You could be onto something. But I mean, okay. So we find out later. I know I'm jumping, but this makes the point a little bit that we find out that her mama died when she was 12. So at the age of 12 or 11 or 10, when her mama was still alive. Why would you tell an 11, 10, 11-year-old, your daddy will destroy you? That's what I'm confused about. I am, too. Okay, so maybe your thought of it makes and a little bit more find- sense. But he didn't work for the White House then, though. No, he didn't. And then we do find out that her mother was killed in a plane, in a plane crash, crash when Olivia was 12. And ever since, Olivia has, like, she has not lived with her father ever since then she's been in boarding schools and then off to the best of ivy league schools she has not been around or living under the same roof with her dad so it makes me wonder something about that accident happened that does she not did she stop trusting her father then that's what it made me think of too that's what it made me think of too like she refused to live with him again right but we find out later that wasn't the case but Right. At the time of this episode, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, okay, so why? Did she, like, refuse to live with him anymore? Did he have something to do with the mother's death? Mm-hmm. You know, what What right. caused all that? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I But that comment, though, threw me for a loop because I was like, okay, what does that mean? And why would he destroy her? Yeah. But maybe what you're saying is that the White House would – but see, that doesn't make sense well, because no, he didn't because, work for – No, he didn't work for the White House then. That would only work if the mother somehow found out what the father really did for a living. Yeah, and that could be. And Olivia just overheard her mother say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I that's when, okay, that's when we need y'all crack researchers to get on. We need to know yes. what that, we need to go look up some, I need to go look up some theories. Yeah. And <clears throat> try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so, so moving on, um, Cyrus once um, Sally, the VP to take over, fits his meetings and she doesn't want to. Right. And this only caught my attention because I love Cyrus, even though he's evil. <laughs> I like Cyrus, his character. And he is fussing with Sally because he hates when she's always bringing up the Lord and her values and religious things. And he just hates that. And so he he's always making comments to her. And she finally says, look, I'm tired of hearing your shit about my <laughs> beliefs and my morals. Mm-hmm. I haven't said nothing about you and your homosexual lifestyle and the little brown baby that you got mm. in the middle of it. And when she said that, I said, oh, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. No, she did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. She's like, but I don't open my mouth and tell you those kinds of things. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. But th- I am tired of you talking about me. <laughs> 
And I thought it was hilarious when, because that kind of stopped Cyrus in his tracks when she said that. He was like, what the hell? But that's when uh, Fitz was like, okay, I need to talk to her by myself. Mm -hmm. This is not going to go anywhere. And I was like cracking up because he turned on his little charm, honey, (laughs) on Sally. He did. He charmed her ass, basically. Yeah, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Playing he her like a fiddle. Like a fiddle. Yes. See, and the more and more we get into it, the slyer and slicker you realize he is. Cyrus, I have a love-hate relationship with him. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, I love him. I love what he stands Well, I don't love what he stands for. But he's so passionate about his job. But he's so passionate, it's to a fault. He would mm-hmm. throw any and everyone under the bus. Cyrus wanted his husband assassinated before. He didn't want him assassinated, but he was willing well, he to was do willing it. To. Yeah. So it's like he, Cyrus is loyal to no one but Cyrus. He'll use any and everyone. Well, but then remember that one episode where he said, look, it's not about me. It's about what's best for the country. And he really so feels... Huh? I think that's a lie. He doesn't really have the country. Like I think he does. You do? I think he does. And but he, the thing, this is the thing. He thinks that Fitz is the one to save the country and to do what's right for the country. He does. And so he's like so he believes he transfers that into this presidency and and what he can do to make it run as smooth as possible. Mm-hmm. I think he does feel that way. I think he's a little bit like Rowan in that, where Rowan thinks that whatever you need to do for national security or whatever the hell he's in, mm-hmm. you have to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I think Cyrus is just selfish and he doesn't want to lose his position of power. That's true. That is true. And he'll do anything to keep it. Yep. That is true. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so then the campaign, excuse me, the campaign is on to try to figure out who leaked Olivia's name. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wait, we forgot to mention Olivia gets back to uh, Pope and Associates. Oh, yeah. And all the associates are like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's Harrison especially is like, okay, what's the plan? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. We got to get over this. It's like, it's handled. The title of our episode, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. It, it's handled. We're good. He's like, uh, how is that possible? We're not good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no. Uh, so then he rallies up the other associates when she leaves and says, okay, well, whether she wants us to or not, we are on it. We she have, is our client. Yes, she is our client. We have to handle this gladiators. We have to handle this. Yes. And so we get um, a little bit of activity from the associates. Okay, now. I didn't realize before now that Harrison and Cyrus never had contact before. And so no. Harrison called Cyrus. Yes. And Cyrus was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He's like, I don't know you. How did you get this number? He's like, just never mind. Uh, yeah. Olivia cannot be mm-hmm. the person that goes for this. Right. She cannot. For all of our things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Cyrus, I think, was willing to not throw Olivia under the bus until that news story came out that showed the president leaving her house. 
Yes. <laughs> and actually, that's what David Rosen had come over for saying to her, what are you going to do? Because as soon mm-hmm. as some evidence comes out, mm-hmm. that's going to be all she wrote. So yeah. what, what's the deal? And uh, right after that, Abby comes in, which I don't like her new makeup. You don't? No. Oh, see, I really like Abby's makeover. It's too much smoky eye. I'm, I'm loving her eyeliner. I'm no. loving her. Her hair looks a little bit redder. I love it. It's fuller, curlier. I love her new look. I like her hair, though, but I don't like the eye. Aw. I don't you think know. it's I... a little too heavy? Yeah. yeah. It just seems that way because we're or not too dark to her wearing makeup. Yeah. I don't like it. It makes her look like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> not a raccoon, but it's just so stark in her face. I don't know. I just don't like it so far. I haven't liked it. It'll grow on me, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I actually like Abby, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I don't like her, but. I know. Um, but, yeah, so she comes in and says, uh, we got a new story. <laughs> and they <laughs> see the president coming at her mm. house. And I kept wondering in the first two seasons, okay, he keeps going over there. Is no one wondering why the Secret Service is outside of her house? Thank you. Outside of her door all the time. Exactly. And speaking of outside her door, I do not like Olivia's living situation. <laughs> what? I like her apartment. I like the apartment, but it has no security. And for you to be the fixer of yeah. and to have worked at the why do you not have security? Well, she does. Well, what do you mean? I mean, it's like a door. She, I mean, I don't think people can just get in there. People do. Who? Ain't nobody been in there except for these. Uh, except for the president, Jake, who's he's got special skills. Well, yeah, and special, the, yeah, because and he, the killers and the killers. That's the only people who've been in there. But it's like, come on, you. I, I and it seems like everyone has a key to her place. <laughs> well, that's her own doing because she lets true. everybody and their mama stay over there. Yeah, yeah. Clients mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch. Yes. No. <laughs> nope. Yeah. But she, yeah, she's done giving the key to a whole bunch of people. She has. The only thing I will say is that, you know, in the first couple of seasons when he would come over to her house, mm-hmm. they would be talking or hugging up or whatever. Ain't near a curtain closed or a blind shut. <laughs> I'm like, who the F? First of all, she's black. And I know Shonda Rhimes is black, too. But Shonda Rhimes needs to quit letting these people tell her that black people have their shades open at night. You know what? I talk about this often with. We talk about it often, too. Because I can't tell you. Okay. I have. You can't even, <laughs> even form the words. Up, I don't even know how to say this. Okay. I know. But growing up, okay, say riding down a street. Mm-hmm. And you have some houses where you can see clear through the house. house. Yes. You see little May walking down the stairs. Yes, going to the kitchen. Walking to the kitchen. Then you have other houses where those shades are tight as shit, and you cannot peep through. Nope. And it's daytime. Daytime, evening, doesn't matter. Well, in the daytime, you can't see through the house with the curtains open because, you know, there's no lights on. Right. But when you have to turn your lights on, it's time to shut the shades. Thank you. Because I can see through your house. I can see what you're watching on TV. And there are people... 
that like yeah in the in the pitch black night yes. have every curtain open like it's daytime with all the lights yes. on. Yeah. You can see him sitting at the table eating. And I'm thinking, do you not realize that? Oh, they realize it. They just don't mind. I don't think some like, people even realize it. Maybe not. But it's like even growing up. Like you wake up in the morning, you open all of the blinds, but best believe the first sign of darkness is time to Oh, yeah. And oh. now that I've grown, I have the same mindset. Yep. We have talked about this multiple times on the Sister Speak True Blood podcast. Do they leave their, like, everything open? Because, well, there was a scene, I think, two seasons ago. Yeah, it was two seasons ago, mm-hmm. where somebody comes to somebody's door. Okay. They open the door, and, you know, the windows next to the door is, like, right next to the, your door? Yes. yes. They were open, and there were blinds on them, I think, but they were open. And so they they look out the window. I'm like, well, shit, they can see you looking out the window. You're standing right there. <laughs> and then they open the door, and then they they leave and shut the door, and they don't turn they don't turn the light off. They don't turn the blinds down. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we're talking through the episode, and I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I had a problem because why was his fucking shades open? Right. It was pitch black, like ten o'clock at night. Oh no. And it went. It, we got through this whole rant. We've had people write in and tell us, "Oh yeah, we shut our blinds too." That's one of our, you know. And we have several of our white listeners who I know that you shut your blinds too. Mm-hmm. But I, my theory at the time was, is it only white people who do this that keep their blinds open at night? I thought I, don't, I used to think the same. <laughs> so it's not just you. <laughs> Oh, I, I know that there are, apparently there are some black folks who who like to leave their blinds open. And you know what? And I think that's rare. It's very rare, but now that we live apart, my mom is one of those people. What? I will be over there, and I'm like, it is 8 p.m. Why is everything still open? <laughs> Like she's got like the the balcony and the big door wall, oh, all open. No lights on, and I'm like, you do know they can see us, right? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. Does she even think about it? I don't. There's never a time where they're closed. Now, I think they stay open. Oh. I really think they stay open. Wow. So there are some black people that. Yep. It's not a racial thing. Well, I know that now. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, that is not cool. I know. Yeah, I like her apartment. I'm thinking, I need an apartment like that. I know. It's very nice. It's very nice. It's huge. Mm -hmm. But, But honestly, when we think back, there's not that many people who've gotten up there. And I don't think she has a doorman because sometimes she does answer the door and she's like surprised at who it is. And that's another thing what I mean by security. You would think mm-hmm. you can at least have a doorman. Yeah, where you have to call up to get up there. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it seem like it's just you weird just walk in and knock on her door. Yeah, I think that's just part of the TV yeah. show. I mean, you have to make it easy mm-hmm. access to, mm-hmm. you know some people. I mean, she does look through the little people. I will give her that. 
<laughs> oh goodness. So I don't know where we. <laughs> where oh goodness. Right okay, so the associates there, you know, they're working on it. Meanwhile, Cyrus. Yes. Is making a kill folder. When he said that and it went to commercial, I was like, okay, what the hell is a kill folder? I knew it didn't mean literally kill her because, I mean, there won't be a show without her. But I knew it was something to completely destroy her. Yeah. And Cyrus has been her friend for years. I don't think Cyrus really wanted to do it. But he had no choice when that. (laughs) When yeah. that footage came out that proved it, because they couldn't just deny it, mm. you know, he had to like, okay, let me, because did you notice when um, Janine, we find out her name later, when she mm-hmm. was walking through this, her background, and honey, Olivia was a rolling stone, wasn't Ooh, she? we. Apparently she was a party girl. Yeah. And then they start showing all the different people she had been associated with and dated and dated and this one guy goes oh she's made her way up the totem pole I know. and she got pretty high up and cyrus was like enough because he was mm-hmm. he didn't want to hear that about her mm-hmm. but then he had to play it off like okay i wasn't you know i, I don't really like you know right. he had to play it off so that to me showed that he didn't really want to do this yeah but he was kind of forced to to get over this story mm-hmm but still, Cyrus, I'm with you. I have a. I actually really like him, but some of the things he does, I'm like, oh no, because that's going against Olivia or against Fitz or against whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought that was that was to me in, the interesting thing about Olivia because mm-hmm. we haven't really seen or any backstory about what she did before all this, like before before. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then um, Daddy Pope, after that video comes out, comes to see her, and he's working his neck again, mm-hmm. telling her, you need to get on that damn plane, it's not too late. And she keeps asking him, where's Jake? Where's Jake Ballard? How do you feel about Jake Ballard? I like Jake Ballard. Do you like him for Olivia? I did. I was, I was... Yeah, I mean, I was okay with it because I'm like, look, at the time that that happened, her and Fitz were on the rocks. And if you're not going to pursue, first of all, as much as I love her and Fitz together, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. No, it won't. It can't keep going. No. And so she needs to, like, try to date someone else and to move on. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't bothered by Jake Ballard at all, except for the fact that he was spying on her ass. That was creepy, but, I mean, I didn't mind that she was seeing somebody else. He was way better than that Edison fool. Oh. I did not like Edison at all. We do see later that Edison has always been a pawn. Yeah. Yeah, that was on the second episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even when, you know, last season when she was dating him, or re-dating him again, when he came around again, I was like, no, uh-uh. No. No, this doesn't fit. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. And I wondered at the time, why did she even think that that would work? And, of course, now we know a little bit more yes. why, but, yeah. It just didn't fit to me. Mm-hmm. So I liked Jake better than I liked Edison for her because it seemed like they would fit better. But I think it's just because Edison, to me, seemed too old. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, I like Jake, 
but not for Olivia. Like, mm. I think he was a nice distraction. It was nice while it lasted. But I think I'm just afraid that if Jake and Olivia really commit to being in a relationship together, they can be really good together. And that would put Fitz out of the equation. I think that's just what I'm afraid of. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But honestly, and I know that's the whole point of the show, mm-hmm. her and Fitz aren't going to make it until he's out of the White House. I mean, there's not even a chance. I mean, it's not. despite his his thought of what he's doing, you know, we find out at the end, mm-hmm. despite all that, mm-hmm. it ain't going to work. It, and so do you want her to be alone and miserable and pining over him the whole time? Or do you want her to? That's true. Yes, we do. But on the other hand, we also, right. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have a problem with them, but I know that some people um, during, you know, while I was tweeting, people were like, oh, hell, why did she keep asking for fucking Jake? <laughs> Who cares about Jake? I don't even want to see Jake. And I was like, goodness, he what? wasn't that bad. Jake either. Like, I don't, I really don't know. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bring somebody completely new. Oh, they might do that. I wouldn't mind that. But. That. So, Roman, okay, so. Daddy Pope, oh, yes. Go ahead. Olivia, look. You are out of options. I am never out of options. Yes, she did. (laughs) But wait, what does she go do then? She goes and gets the Providence folder. Yes! Which I didn't know what the hell it was. And I'm like, why? Did it call for all that? You couldn't have just called him and said, hey, can we meet somewhere? Thank you. That's why I'm like, call for all that. That was extreme. Thank you. I thought so, too. I'm like, why did you have to break open? And he told her, too, Fitz did. Like, this is not that kind of emergency. (laughs) (laughs) He says, now that you no longer work for the White House, I can't get to you if something happens, if there's a national disaster, which I was like, oh, that's right. But he's like, I can't get to you. I. It is done. You don't work here anymore, so I can't give you any other options. Yeah. And she's like, look, we have to figure out what to do. Right. We have to figure out how we're going to move forward with this. And we all have to be here. And he's like, oh, okay. you invited Cyrus's ass? Right. And she's like, oh, no. No, not Cyrus. As soon as she said not Cyrus, I said, oh, it's Melly. I said the same thing. It has to be Melly because yep. she's the only other one they need to make the shit work. Right. Here comes so Melly in her blue Melly. suit. She looked good in that blue suit. I was just going to say, have you noticed they're really putting her in a lot of blue so far? Yeah, like, I've noticed that. That is too. her color. Yes. Yeah. She always looks just as nice, though. She does. I like Melly, too. I have a a love-hate with Melly also, kind of like with Cyrus, but I really yeah. like her, her character. Although she kind of is... She goes back and forth wishy-washiness between not caring and then caring and then not caring. So I'm like, okay, which is it? Because mm-hmm. I don't I know, know that. I think deep down she really does care. She really does want it to her marriage to work. Mm-hmm. And she is not the type of woman to just give up. She's going to fight and she's going to pull out all guns and use all options. Mm-hmm. And be dirty about it. Yeah, I think she has. She's learned that she's got to be dirty about it because 
they have fizzled. Mm-hmm. And so she's got to be just as dirty as all the rest of them. Yeah. So they're trying to get their story together. And they're trying to, well, they, Olivia gives Molly the option. Okay, how many times? How many times do you want us to say that we slept together? Well, first of all, Melly just wants to say we deny it. Right. And Olivia's like, oh, that would have worked before you went on TV and said that he had an affair. Now that's not going to work. And before that footage. Uh, Boop. (laughs) 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 Okay, hello. Exactly. Before that shit came out with him leaving her house. Right. So So then Fitz says, well, the truth. Why don't we just tell the truth? We'll just say, I'll go on and I'll say that, yes, we had the affair. I'm very sorry, blah, blah, blah. So then Olivia runs the scenario and says, you know what? The truth works. Yeah. And Melly, the whole time you can see her face, she's like, what? Oh, hell no. I am not, te- I'm not standing up there holding your hand while you tell the truth about how you had this affair. And basically, she's thinking about her pride. She is. But the thing I don't get is... Melly is not stupid. She has known this affair has gone on. And plus, there have been times where she pretty much handed Olivia over to fit. Yes, yes. So now all of a sudden, and you're the one, Melly, who made it public. And see, this is why I have this hate thing with Melly, because she's one minute, acts like she cares for Fitz and wants mm-hmm. it to be real. And then another minute, she like doesn't. So that's yeah. my thing. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get how she can one minute say, okay, Olivia, you left him in this, like, in season, I think it was two. You left him in this lurch, and now he's an ass. Mm-hmm. He's drinking all the time. I need you to get his ass back. Right. Yeah. And then another minute, you need to end it with her. You need to end it, or else I'm telling such and such and such. So, yeah, that's that um, back and forth crap that I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So she's like, I'm not going to sit there and have and and have you say you've had this affair for so long. And basically, she was thinking about herself and how would people think mm-hmm. of her if she accepted it, that it had gone on for that long and she right. knew about it and all that. Right. And so Olivia cracked me up when she says, OK, so how many times, like you said, mm-hmm. how many times would it be acceptable for you? Yeah. And did you see their faces when she said two? They're like, honey, if you only knew. That was two in one day. Oh. <laughs> the way they go at it? Or in the, in one hour or something. But their facial expressions were cracking me up. They were like, and then, of course, right. when she said it was just a, it was just sex and it, it was just was. physical. Mm-hmm. And their faces when she said that was like, oh, mm-mm. Because it wasn't. It was. They were. And she knows and, that. She knows. Because he said it. He says, oh, well, it, so you mean I was in love with another woman. Right. Because he was. And he he doesn't try to hide it. He don't hide it. No. At He's all. turned that corner. Mm-hmm. He's like accepting of it. He's like, whatever. Yeah. He's like, okay. I'll, he's like, I'm not lying. And Livy says, well, it's not a lie. It's just not all the truth. Mm-hmm. Far from the truth. Far far because what this is probably what two days later from their sex marathon that they had (laughs) before all this shit broke and you know so it's really like only a couple of days right later Mm -hmm. so (laughs) 
So uh, they all agree to do that, and um, Melly ends up leaving. Mm-hmm. And and okay, <laughs> this got me too. Why would you leave out of the room first? Mm-hmm. Why would you leave your husband and his mistress now that everyone knows about and you've all concocted this story? Why would you leave them alone? Because I think she did because she had other things to do. Like, figure out a way to where, even though she agreed to it, she didn't really want them to do that. So she had to go and figure out a way. You have to go first, Olivia. (laughs) Because she knows he's in love with her. It's not going to matter whether she leaves that room first. Because tomorrow they might be back together doing something else. Well, that's true. That's true. But I know what you're saying. You don't leave your man with the chick that you know. That you know. That you know he likes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so then she does leave the room, though. And so Fitz asks Olivia how she really is, how she's really feeling. And she keeps saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can't be good because I'm not. Right. And so then he takes off his jacket. And I was like, yeah, strip it off, strip it off. (laughs) Take it off, take it off, yeah, keep going. Oh, okay, just a jacket, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, they was going to get down and get busy in the bunker. Okay. But no, he is just taking off his jacket, and he walks up, and this is how what I was saying earlier. You know how he just always, and I think it's also because of the height difference, you really can tell when he walks up close to her. Yeah. So he just kept walking towards her. She kept saying, I'm fine. I'm okay. He's like, well, I'm not fine. I know mm-hmm. this is hard. Da, da, da. And he just hugs her. Yeah. And she hugs him back finally and, and is crying. I mean, for a short minute, <laughs> but she did cry. Yes. Oh, I love those scenes like that. I know. <laughs> I know. It makes your heart melt. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And then she just turns around. And she just walks out. She bangs on the door. I Time to go. But, honey, wait. She's wearing these fucking coats, Ooh, ain't she? Yes. I love that coat with that extra little shawl thing over the top of it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, after I saw the coat, of course. Oh, and I love the bag, the purse. Yes. But I got to searching. Like, I've got to find this coat. Who makes this? Really? So, it's by Burberry. Ooh. Yes, but... Oh, shit. How much is it? Guess. Oh, my gosh. I don't... See, I'm not good with fashion and prices. $300? Oh, honey, no. (laughs) (laughs) How much is it? Is it the same exact coat? Yep, same as... How much is it? The sale price... Oh, shit. ...is $1,500. What?! The rich what is it made of? Rich <laughs> Gold? <laughs> the original price is $2,595. What? Oh, see. Yeah. I know. But it is. Where do they sell it at? Just on their website? Um, That's where I saw it. Cause okay. It, yeah. It came out, I think, in last month. Or this past spring, I believe. Okay, we need the knockoff. Who's doing the knockoff? Exactly, please. We need the knockoff because 
I know. That's ridiculous. I know. And do you know, it's like after she wore it, and I guess other people have the same idea, like who makes this coat? Well, it's 50% off because it's 15, almost 50% off because it's like $1,500. And it sold out. Oh, Lord. Yes. Who is buying this stuff? Who can who can drop $1,500 on a coat? That's the drop of a hat. I mean, just just like, okay, today I see it and tomorrow I want it and I'm going to buy it. I mean, you have to, I would have to save up and prepare. Okay. And you know what? I wouldn't even, like, I can do a lot more with that $1,500 Hello. than a coat I can really only wear a few months a year. That's what I'm saying. Who is able to do that and drop it like that? Yeah. Not know. us. It's sold out. Well, I need the knockoff people <laughs> yeah. to, to get on that coat mm-hmm. so that I could have my own version. Yes. Although white, seriously, I would it would be dirty within ten minutes of me wearing it. Yeah, I'm not it really good really when it comes to wearing white clothes. Me neither. I eat way too much. Oh, <laughs> 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 ah, that's too funny. <laughs> oh goodness. All right, so um Melly, as we said a little bit earlier wants to stop the plan. She doesn't want to go through with the plan that um, Fitz and Olivia came up with because she doesn't even want to admit anything that Olivia is the one. She's going totally back on what she said in that bunker. Yeah, she just wants to save face. Sneaky ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, why is she talking about Why didn't she just say that in the bunker? Right. Because they were both united because he wanted to tell the truth. I think she and, gets the sense like they're a united front mm-hmm. and they would have ganged up on her. She would have lost. Yeah, she would have. Mm-hmm. It's better to do it connivingly and sneaking. Without yeah, their consent. I think that's her thought process now. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, uh, uh-uh. so she's like, we just have to figure out a way. And, you know, Cyrus is sneaky anyway. Yes. We just have to figure out a way to make it come from the outside and not us. Mm hmm. And and I was like, oh, hell, what they going to do? Cue the gladiators. Cue the, cue the gladiators holding a CD or DVD. Harrison is saying, okay, if we do this, we're going to do this. And then Abby's like, oh, I don't know if we really should. And Huck's like, well, look, we just need to listen to what Olivia wants to do. And then Quinn with her crazy ass, mm-hmm. junior baby Huck, well, why don't we just kill yeah. another intern? <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> so it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> yep. And I love the line when Harrison's like, look, we have to do this. If we do this, we're all doing this. Mm-hmm. Not just me. Are we gladiators or are we bitches? That was line of the night. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> are we gladiators or are, or are we bitches? Yes. <laughs> and so then... then they show the video or DVD getting into the hands uh, or Cyrus giving it to, um, was it Cyrus giving it to James? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the next thing we see is Janine about to give her own little press conference oh. of the press conference, she like preparing was- the reporters for the press conference. And I keep thinking, okay, so what is this little DVD going to have? And it's playing on the TV. Honey, she's, I guess they were having a party. She got tipsy 
and says, oh, and mm-hmm. not only is he smart, but the president is so hot. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, that's not bad. But then they spun it to where she was the one. Mm-hmm. Sleep with the president. Could you imagine? <sighs> what if you were in Janine's spot? Uh, upset. Super upset. And I'm like, why me? Why pick me? Yeah. But see, she's not smart enough to know that this was a... No. That this was a trick. Not at all. No. She's, she's not. not smart enough to know all that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she hasn't been in that machine long enough to know all that. Right. Yeah. She's like, well, I didn't even... I've never even been alone with him. I don't understand how this could even be out there. Mm-hmm. And Cyrus is like, oh, yeah... Aw, right. we'll help you so much. And I'm thinking, ooh, you die. Okay. But it's so good. <laughs> yes. Then Olivia can keep her, you know, her anonymity or whatever. Right. And um, I was thinking, oh, my goodness. One thing I did always when I see him, I say, I don't know if you watch Parks and Rec, but oh. Purd happily, he's one of the reporters that they always show on the news stories. Okay. He's a um, black man. He's got kind of chubby cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Purred Happily, which is his name on Parks and Rec, was in uh, Scandal. He's been on several times. And every time he comes on the screen, it's like, Purred! <laughs> and on Parks and Rec, he has a show that a show called What's Up with Purred? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a really cheesy-ass reporter on that show, too. So I think it's just cute that he's crossing over to Scandal. Um, but anyway... Those of y'all who watch Parks and Recs will know what I'm talking about. Purred from Pawnee. Mm. Um, so Olivia gets back to the office and is like, what did you do? She is pissed. Super pissed. Pissed. And I kept thinking, why is she so upset? That's what I'm like. Why isn't she just great? But it's weird because I'm thinking, why is she so upset that they're doing what she's taught them to do? Exactly. And I think maybe part of it was only because she they went against what she said. Okay. And but, but I was thinking, why would she care? I mean, despite the fact that it's an innocent girl, mm-hmm. and I guess that's where her her thing her thought process is coming from. We're gonna throw this on some other innocent girl. Why did they do that when I told them it was handled? Some, we were gonna come clean. Yeah. We were gonna tell the truth. And I think she was wanting to tell the truth too at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And now yes. that Fitz was like, I don't care, I'll tell the truth. It'll be out there. <laughs> it won't be a secret anymore. I think maybe that might be some of her motivation for being so upset that they went around her. Yeah. But still, it solved so many problems. Totally. And, you know, Harrison as, as much tells her that mm-hmm. when, at the, I think it was the last scene we see, and... He tells her, look, you can still wear the white hat. Yep. It doesn't mean that you're not a hero or a gladiator. Mm-hmm. But this is good because you're in the clear. You're out of the limelight. Right. And I kind of agreed with him, but then I kind of see where she's coming from. Well, but in order for me to do that, I'm sacrificing an innocent lamb. Innocent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's more concerned about. I think so. Mm-hmm. And then we see her go in the conference room saying... Well, I gotta get to my. We gotta get to our client, and it's Janine. And I was like, "Oh yep. hell, I know." How is she gonna do this? Because if she's defending Janine, I mean, she's gotta throw it on somebody else, or putting herself back in the line of fire. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the best scene, well, maybe the second best scene, <laughs> or third best, let me back up, third best scene, was with Melly and Fitz. When after the story leaks that it's Janine, uh-huh. he's pissed off saying, so that damn Cyrus, yep. why did he do this? We have to go in front of the people and tell them it was not her. Mm-hmm. And Melly's like, uh, no, we ain't because <laughs> <laughs> we ain't because I'm not standing by your side if you do that. And Cyrus isn't going to stand by your side either. Yeah. He's like, well, why would you defend Cyrus? Mm-hmm. She's like, and his stupid idea. She's like, oh, honey. It was not Cyrus's idea. It was mine. Yeah. And I learned it from you. And he's like, huh? And she's like, I got the idea from you after you leaked Olivia's name. And I said, what? Yes. I, I did. The fact not. that this was the one who leaked Olivia's name never crossed my mind. Me neither. Never occurred to me. No. Out of left field. But it makes complete sense. My mouth was hanging open. Yeah. I had to rewind that scene because I was like, Fitz, what? Like, did I hear that right? Yeah. And I loved it when she said, and I had to think, I loved her whole little speech where she said, look, Mm -hmm. it is so difficult to be as educated and as intelligent a woman as I am. Mm -hmm. And being the first lady is so boring. (laughs) I just have time to think. Please, someone, give me the CIA to run. Give me a war to talk about. Yeah. But no, I have time to sit and think because I'm the first lady doing stupid shit, basically, is what she's trying to say. Yeah. And I had to think, who would benefit the most from this, Hmm. from this news getting out? Oh, my romantic, idealistic, optimistic, idiotic husband. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and then when she, then they read. show us the read boop 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 and then when she told when uh i mean when they went and flashed to the scenes of tom who i actually like tom me too uh and and that uh, fits saying hey tom come in here i need mm-hmm. something you need to do something for me and it was all a setup with fits i was like lord today yeah. he had a plan yes he did and no wonder he didn't want to lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, she says, oh, I know why you did it. And you thought I was just going to stand by you mm-hmm. and let you say that it was Olivia. And so that you would have, you would still be able to get forgiven somehow. And the people would still love you and you would move her into the White House. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then he got pissed off and he says, oh, make no mistake. I had a plan from the get-go. Yes. Back at Blair House, when you gave me that ultimatum, mm. I loved it. He said, when I put my head in, my, in your lap, that's when the plan started. And you know what? I knew it. Yeah, because he was just too easy. Yep. He was. He, he changed too quick. Mm-hmm. He says, that is when the plan started because you have been, because um, the whole time that you've had the ammunition of Olivia in your arsenal, you owned her, and now she's free. Mm-hmm. You can no longer use that as a threat against me. Now she's free. Now she's free. And Oh, and his face as he was saying all that. Yeah. He was serious as a heart attack. And her face. Yeah, she was like, oh, shit, he's more savvy than I thought he was. Yep. 
He's more slick and sly. He's serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she didn't know before, which I don't know how she would know. Right. She knows now. He is serious. He does not want to mess with her. Uh-huh. That was a very good scene. Very. I loved it. Flawless. Yeah. So then the very end of this episode, Cyrus goes home and I kept, okay, this, I at first was very confused. Cyrus comes home, goes to his bedroom Mm. and there is Charlie laying in the bed next to James who is passed the frack out. I'm like, he's not dead. Please don't tell me he's dead. Not James. Not James. And why would he do it? Well, it's Charlie. Like, yeah. But Charlie has control. I mean, he doesn't just kill to be killing unless he's told. No, but he is willing to kill anyone for the right amount of money. True. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay. And James, I mean, he was not mouth wide open. Oh, he's <laughs> he He's like, look, you know, I always do things for the greater, <laughs> a greater cause. And then we next see Cyrus sitting there in a chair with, and then there is Daddy Pope. Yep. Daddy P. Strikes again. I'm thinking, was it necessary to do it that way? Really? No. But and how then, else would he have gotten, because he's talked to Cyrus before, and he's told Cyrus, like, when he tried to get Cyrus to leak the tape of Jake and Olivia, Mm-hmm. Like Cyrus is used to just brushing him off and with his own agenda, so I think Daddy Pope was like, "You know what? You gonna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna learn I'm not the one for you to jack with." Uh-huh. <laughs> and when Cyrus said, "Yeah, the trunk was really comfortable," yeah. I was like, "They even throw his ass in the trunk." <laughs> Probably too, they didn't want him to know where he was at. Yeah, but still. I mean, did it call for all of that? No. Drugging up James. I think they did. I think you're right. Daddy Pope said, I'm doing this shit for effect. So Mm -hmm. this man does not mistake that I am not playing with his ass. Yep. And so Daddy P says, what do you know about Operation Remington? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. Something new. Something new. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Cyrus says, well, I know um, it was a mission that Fitz and Jake were on together in Iran back when they were in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And then Rowan gives him this big, thick-ass file and says, well, this is what really happened. Cyrus opens up the doggone file, reads for a second, and goes, OMG. Yes. And I was like, okay, what's the OMG for? What's in the folder? What's in that folder? What did he do? He did something bad. Both of them. Together, it appears. But it doesn't matter about Jake because he's not the president. No, not at all. It matters because it's the president. Yeah. So he did something. He did. So then the theories abounded (sighs) on Twitter, social media, and everything. And I was like, okay, it has to be that he killed some innocent people or something and they covered it up. Could be. Maybe he killed one of his own um, team members on accident. What is it? My guess is... It has something to do with Olivia's mother. Ooh. Okay, that's a good guess. Maybe maybe she's not dead, or maybe they know the real story of that plane crash. Maybe the plane crash was a part of Operation Remington. But I think it has something to do with Olivia's mom. 
I don't think and no why was his mom she's not just gonna let the Olivia's mom thing go like oh plane crash when she was 12 I don't think she's just gonna let that be no but why would um her mom be in Iran well not that she's necessarily maybe it was in Iran yeah maybe they just said it was a mission in Iran but it wasn't right yeah that's a good one that's a good theory we'll see I wonder if it's going to be, like, dragged out all season. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I really kind of want to know what's in the file. Me too. Okay. Well, that was a super great episode, and we would like to get y'all's feedback on what you guys think is going on with this file, Operation Remington. So, you can leave us an email at sitsandspeak at gmail.com. Our voicemail number is 972-755-1215. You can reach us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Sister K. I am at Literary Marie. And you can also go to our Facebook page and put your theories there at facebook.com slash Sister Speak Podcast. Okay, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. I'm Sister L. Marie. We'll see you next time. <laughs>